Hello and welcome to Enroute Excursions, where you will hear snippets of longer interviews that are 10 minutes or less. Here is your host, Dennis Sanders. Greetings and welcome to this episode of Enroute Excursions, where we take snippets of longer interviews and distill them down to about 10 minutes or less. I'm Dennis Sanders, your host. This is probably going to be the last Christmas that we will see Sears or Kmart in the American retail scene. And why is that? Some people say it's because Sears didn't keep up with the times. But that's only part of the problem. The other part of the problem is actually with one person a hedge fund manager by the name of Eddie Lampert. Last summer, I spoke with retail journalist Warren Schulberg, and he shared the story of the takeover of Sears by uh, Eddie Lampert, what he did with the company, and why one of the largest and most well-known retailers in America went from, from hero to basically zero. Let's listen to Warren Schulberg. Uh, yeah, you know, he had a great he had a great press agent who said that he was the next Warren Buffett and and he was going to be investing in the businesses and and uh, wasn't going to uh, it was going to be a hands hands off owner and all of that turned out to be absolutely untrue and um, his strategy from the very beginning was to was to pull cash out of that business. It was it was not to run the businesses. If it had been to run the businesses, we would have seen very different activities. But instead, they um, they kept um, uh, selling real estate, and and it wasn't just real estate. They sold the, they sold brand names. They s- stopped investing in their stores. Uh, you know, I I don't have the numbers in front of me, but. You look at um, uh, Sears Kmart's um, capital expenditure budget versus a target, uh, and it was a fraction of it. They just weren't spending any money to keep the stores modern and to keep the stores up to date. Um, And uh, both Kmart and Sears had a lot of old stores that needed a lot of work and and they weren't spending it. So, um, uh, you know, this wasn't just a real estate play to sell off real estate assets. It was to um, it was to uh, keep spending to a minimum and keep drawing cash out of those businesses that went back to the shareholders, of which Lampert was uh, the biggest shareholder. He had 50 percent of the company. Um, and there were all kinds of things. Uh, you know, the example I, I, I've used uh, several times is um uh, Sears owned a regional hardware store uh, called uh, Orchard Hardware on the West Coast. And it was a nice little business. Uh, they probably should have never bought it, but they did. Um, and um, um, somewhere along the line, they, um, they sold it to, uh, to investors um, for a modest amount of money. And they took the proceeds from the sale and paid out a dividend to Sears uh, shareholders, of which Lampert got half of it. And, and they uh, then the new owners and, and 
Sears was still a, a minority owner of it, um, uh, 49%, I think. And again, excuse me for not having the exact numbers in front of me, but they then um, took out a, um, um, uh, a line of credit of about $600 million. And, um, uh, and this is my recollection. And, and, uh, and I, again, may not be precise on the numbers, uh, they took that $600 million and issued another special dividend to their shareholders, um, of which Lampert and, and uh, ESL Holdings, which is his company, got uh, $300 million of it. Um, and uh, Old Orchard now had $600 million in debt that they didn't have the day before. Uh, within 18 months, Old Orchard uh, filed for bankruptcy and was out of business. So, um, you know, again, it was a plan to, to take cash out of it, to, to send that cash back to shareholders and not to invest in the business. You know, if they had taken out a $600 million credit line and invested it in the stores, that would, that would have been one thing, but that's not what they did. So this is what Lampert kept doing. You know, he sold, um, he sold the, the, the big brand names. And so, um, the store count kept kept diminishing. Uh, he took their best stores, their best performing stores, and sold those first because those were the most valuable assets. and And those stores now have targets in them or Home Depots. Uh, um, uh, so when um, when uh, Sears Holdings filed for bankruptcy in 2019, they had they still had 1,800 stores. Uh, you know, which was pretty significant. Um, Lampert bought, uh, convinced the bankruptcy court that uh, that he was the best, the best uh, choice for keeping the company going. And they came out of bankruptcy in um, uh, mid two thousand nineteen with four hundred stores, um, and within a year they were down to one hundred and ninety seven, uh, and now in um, 2021 and um, Sears, uh, Transformco, which is the company that owns Sears and Kmart now, does not, uh, uh, no longer talks, answers questions or talks to anybody about what they're doing. They're a private company, obviously. Um, uh, as best as, as, as I can tell, and, and I talked to some other folks who are following it uh, even more closely than I do, there's about 50 stores left between Sears and Kmart. There may be, I don't know, 30, 30 Sears stores left and 20 Kmarts. Um, and that's it. Um, and, um, you know, they're just, they're just not a player anymore. So it's a real tragedy. You know these stores might not not might not have made it uh, uh, under the best of management, uh, based on on the the competition from Amazon and Walmart, um, but the, it didn't have to turn out this way. They they could have played a role. You know. Thanks for listening. To hear the full episode, please go to andrewpodcast.org. Take care.